I got connected. I, I won't say I got dragged into it because I didn't. I went willingly, but I got connected uh, with uh, going down to the Dominican Republic um, quite a few years ago now. It's been, I think this will be our seventh trip that Nancy and I will have have made. Uh, it has been rewarding and exhausting. I guess it's kind of like working with kids. Uh, rewarding and exhausting. Um, but it also enabled us to establish some relationships that we would not have established otherwise. And so we're pleased this morning to have John and Donna Beard. And guys, if y'all want to come on up, we're pleased to have them with us this morning. John and Donna are the two missionaries whom we have been working with over the course of these last decade plus members of the church who've been connected well, over over a decade now uh, in working in various parts of the Dominican here. Republic. Yeah, um, Mallory, he's he's a veteran. He should get a uh, some kind of badge. You and you and Karen should get a badge for that. Um, but many of you have done this. As a matter of fact, we've kind of got an alumni luncheon that we're having after uh, this morning. And so I can look out on the congregation. I can see a number of people who have gone. Uh, and it is still something we'll be doing on an annual basis till Jesus comes back, I'm assuming. And so if you're interested in it, there there is a Dominican table out here, but you can also talk to John and Donna. But they have an opportunity this morning to come and share with you a little bit of the mission and the vision that God placed on their heart. And um, maybe it could help answer some questions as to how you might be able to make a difference uh, in the DR. And so let me pray for both of you as you prepare. Father God, I just come and I lift John and Don up to you and I ask that you would fill them with your spirit as they share with us that the words that they speak will be your words, that it will be an encouragement to us and a challenge. Uh, Lord, thank you for our connection with them and for what you have in store in the days months and years to come in jesus precious name amen guys i'm gonna turn it over to you thanks jimmy may everything we say and do this morning shine a light on god only this is like our this is like coming home jimmy this is feel like this is my home church uh we've been associated for so many years as jimmy said uh, started off with mallory and karen coming down for numerous years before the actual church started bringing a team and then when we went down six years ago full-time you know y'all were the team we look forward to seeing every year and i know y'all probably think he says that about everybody that goes in and out of down there you know and as they get on the plane you go boy see you next year but no that's not true but we enjoyed we really enjoyed and we look forward to what's going on in uh this summer and uh and C2 back here belongs to us. Uh, thanks for coming. Dylan and Abby said, uh, went on the trip with you guys last year and from Waynesboro, gone off to college now. So, um, we, um, we've probably been going to the DR for about 17 years. Donna and I both knew on the first trip we ever went down there, and yes, she did drag me down there. <laughs> I went kicking and screaming. And it was a medical trip, and we went with a church out of Statesboro, Georgia. And I knew after I got there and got to hanging out with the guys down there and seeing the folks and didn't know anything about medical, I didn't have to. I was just a grunt. Uh, they actually had me go down to be a latrine man, so that's where I started. I started at the bottom. Uh, but I knew that... That was in our DNA makeup, you know, and I, 
that was a, a good time for us, and uh, we were really starting to understand the Lord and knowing how He can work in our lives. And and it was a feeling I just can't explain, but but if you've gone on one of these things, uh, it doesn't matter if it's to the DR or somewhere else up here, and you know what I'm talking about. And uh, I knew that we would enjoy doing this, and, uh, and I felt like this was a way I could give back, and I don't have a lot of talents, but... Um, but it seemed to be a natural fit for me to go and do these kind of things. So many years we went down two and three times, sometimes four times a year, and we started making more and more connections out there with different churches. And and then finally, with the Lord called us full time, and uh, we went down there. We figured when we went, we would stay three to five years, but who knows? We might have gone further, and. Um, we ended up uh, probably working with 70 different uh, churches in the four years we were there. And it's been really neat because now we know people from uh, Pennsylvania to California to Florida and everywhere in between. And, you know, it was our season. We came back two years ago. Um, I worked for the Department of Natural Resources like a couple guys in here. And uh don't have but just a... Less than a handful of years left. Uh, God gave us an opportunity to come back and regroup. We felt like that He was bringing us back here. He was setting us up to go and start doing something else for Him. So we always thought what we were doing there in our particular stint for four years was just a groundbreaking thing to get us more in contact with more people and uh, even different organizations for what we feel like the grand plan is and uh, we'll be sharing more with that with you and we're going to be talking Donna's going to be talking to you about some uh, things that uh, she has on her heart and some of the uh, videos that we have um, from the last several years and then we'll talk a little bit more about uh, where we feel like God's taken us and, uh, and how we pray that all these churches that we've been able to be a part of our family can be a part of it. So uh, we'll talk a little more in a minute. I just want to say something to you. The time is now. The time is now for you to determine what your purpose for Christ is. You know, when John and I went down on that first mission trip, um, neither one of us knew our purpose. We had no idea what our purpose was, what God had called us to do, and why we were doing what we were doing. And over the 17 years that we've worked there, God has really refined what our purpose is. Um, I want to know what your purpose is. Were you born a king? Were you born the woman at the well? Were you born the little boy with the loaves and the fishes that fed the 5,000? What is your purpose? Where do you fit into God's kingdom and the purpose that He wants for your life? Um... You know, I believe that God calls us to be His hands, His feet, and His heart. I believe that He wants us to carry His message out. And the only people that He has to do that is us. So you have a purpose to serve in God's kingdom. You have a purpose that He's called specifically you for, to carry on, to go forward to. And where do you fit into that? Are you just a conduit? John and I were. We were a conduit from the United States to the Dominican Republic. We were a conduit for you guys to be able to come and experience what it's like to live in their culture, 
and to reach out. You were his disciples. You were the ones that carried the message. You were the ones that continued to go. I pray that you continue to go. I pray that you not only go there, but I pray that you serve here. I pray that you serve to make disciples of Christ because it's so important for people who are hurting to hear the good news and the message that Jesus loves them. I'm going to read um, a letter. While John and I were there, we adopted two young men. And I want to read a letter that um, my son wrote, and then I'm going to explain to you why I'm reading this letter. It's, it, it came to us um, two years ago on a Thanksgiving, and I received this letter. It says, Letter to my heroes. Happy, happy Thanksgiving to my, my family. When you've been fighting for it all your life, you've been struggling to make things right, that's how a superhero learns to fly. Every day, every hour, turn the pain into power. Superhero. When I was little, I used to watch cartoons all the time, and I always thought that that was real. People always talk about all those superheroes, but you know when you grow up, everything becomes different. Life teaches you who the real heroes are in your life. But for me, all that was different because I didn't really believe in heroes because there's a lot of people in my life who feel the role of hero in my life. You guys have been a blessing since day one. For me, all the love, all the trust, the things that I learned from you guys. Thanks for the good times and the bad times that we share together. You make me feel like family. You love me and you make me feel like one of yours because you make me believe in myself. And there was a lot of things that I still don't believe that I'm doing now. I've been to places that I never thought or dreamed about. I got to meet people that show their love for others and they accept you. For all the love to the family, for the acceptance, you make me feel welcome. For all the moments that we laugh together, for all the opportunities. You fed me when I was hungry. I thank you guys for all these things. I thank God for the blessing, for the chance of having such a great family. And for all the people that I got to meet through you. Believe it or not, after God, you guys saved my life. Not everyone has the blessing of having two families that loves you and are always there for you unconditionally. You guys may not know it, but you are just a group of angels that forgot how to fly. And you came here to live in this world with people like me. Thanks for putting up with me all this time. I love you guys forever. God bless you. I don't know if I spelled everything right, but at least I'm trying. Thanks for not giving up on me. Can't thank you enough what you've done for me and for my family. God bless you more and more every day. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you, Juan Luis. Juan Luis was a young man that showed up on our doorstep when we moved to the Dominican. He was homeless. Um, he had gotten into drugs and alcohol. His mother and dad, um, his dad was a pastor in the church, and we're now serving with them and working closely with them. But he showed up on our doorstep frightened and afraid and didn't know where to go. Um, we had no idea that during the time that we were there, the things that we were doing was speaking to this young man and changing his life. He now is working for a ministry there and is running it full time, and he is now taking on the role of taking and making disciples of Christ. So you never know, and I look out and I see all these young people that participated in the D now. I'm so proud of you guys because you never know what kind of example just the life that you live around somebody is speaking and is teaching other people. 
You are actually discipling people as you live around them every day. There's a circle of influence that you have that Jimmy and I can't reach, that John and I can't reach, that only you can reach for Christ, that only you can disciple for. I thank you guys for letting us come here. Thank you for being the support um, that you've been over the years. We couldn't do it without you. You are family. You'll always be family. Um, and, and just... I pray that you'll search the scriptures and that you'll search your life and you'll search your heart and you'll look for your purpose in life. God will show it to you. Give him a chance to take that first step. If it means coming to the Dominican Republic, we'll welcome you in with open arms. If it means working in the pregnancy care center here in your local community, if it means making one of those beautiful quilts for somebody to stay warm, there's a purpose for you in God's kingdom. If it means living that life in front of somebody and being that person that God's called you to be and to live it so that it speaks and it radiates to other people, do that. I encourage you to walk before God humbly and to let Him move in your life and take you to places you'll never dreamed of. John and I feel that God is calling us to do something amazing um, we've been working, continuing to work down there. We're going back every year. We can't get enough of it. And eventually, probably in three years, we'll be back down there full time. But God has placed a vision on our heart of what he wants us to go, where he wants us to go, what he wants us to do. And it's to make disciples. And I know without a doubt in my mind that what God has called me to, he's going to provide for me and he's going to carry me there. And he's, praise God, we're going to be able to make more disciples, not just here. These two young kids over here are disciples of Christ that started coming through our ministry. The people that came through the Dominican Republic for your church are disciples of Christ that came through our ministry. So if you have to be that conduit, be that conduit and let God work through you. Donna read a letter just a few minutes ago from Juan Luis. I mentioned something earlier when I was up here and I said, you know, I don't really have a lot of skills. But God always finds ways of pulling things out of you you didn't know you had. And But one of the things that, uh, that goes into what we're talking about with this letter and these young guys, when I was working for the Department of Natural Resources, our area, the areas I was on, um, was sort of like a training ground. And I kept getting all these young guys right out of college. And... Um, They'd stay a year, two years, maybe three, and they'd move on. And so we were constantly in a training program. And, then, and I didn't realize it at the time. And now that a lot of those same guys have called me back. They're married. They have children. I didn't realize that I was in a mentoring program far beyond just going to work. So when we went off to the DR... Um, I didn't realize that, that God was going to put a mentoring program on me also. Uh, he put a little extra twist to it. Um, I didn't speak Spanish, and they did. So it was a, a real challenge to, to try to uh, mentor young men. And uh, we both wasn't speaking the same language, but he worked it out. So... I tell people all the time when they come down on these trips and you know say, well, we raise this money first one thing or another. Let's just send it down and and uh, and we don't have to go. 
who just send the money down. But I want to tell you, that is so not true. Your presence makes a difference. I live with these guys for four years. I worked with them for 17. I hear what they say at my supper table. It does make a difference. Your presence makes a difference. Now I know that not everybody's called to go down there and, and some people are not able to go down there. And Jimmy talked about it earlier. That uh, Or no, I think it was the worship leader was up here was saying, when we, when we get to heaven, you know, somebody's going to walk up and say, thank you. Well, I didn't know what I did for you, but maybe it was just a $20 bill that you threw in the uh, offering plate or whatever it might be. But the ones that are called to go and they go down there, it does make a difference. Because I happen to know that there's a, there's a pastor, and you saw him on here, to this day, praise for that man right there. Every prayer. Every prayer. He sends them videos. I have one on my phone. She does too. We were just looking at it. I happen to know that this man standing, sitting right here is spoke of very highly down there. That there are young men that are there that talk about him and talk about those crazy things he used to do and you know, all that stuff. I don't know. And I happen to know that there was a man sitting back here in the back that made a difference in this young guy's life that was on this video. A huge difference. And I know that this man sitting right here made a tremendous impact because he gave this guy up here an opportunity to just start sit and talk. Just talk. Because somebody cared about him for 30 minutes. If he hadn't have done it, if he hadn't have done it, if he hadn't have done it, I don't know where they would be if he hadn't have done it. And I can I can tell stories on many more faces that are sitting out here right now. And I can tell stories on faces in 70 di different churches across America. It makes a difference. And so, leading up to what we feel like that I think is the grand plan, big, Mallory, big, believers in God, you know. We used to sit around and talk about this all the time and I used to think that that was what I was going down for, but no, that wasn't it. Boy, I tell you what, I learned so much. And most of, the, most of the things that I learned in four years living overseas is how bad I did things wrong. But I had a good heart. I was trying. I was trying to serve the Lord. But He was, he was pruning us the entire time. And I tell Donna all the time, just because we came back home, it's not punishment. He's getting us ready for something else. We feel like that a gift that I feel like I have and that we have is mentoring. Now, I tell people all the time, I don't do those little kids down here now. That's somebody else's. That's Amy and all of them over there. I don't do the little children there around like that. I want them big boys. 
18 to 30 years old. I want to. I want to hire. I want to have indigenous missionaries to the Dominican Republic, Valorio and Rosa. That's our missionaries right there. I want to be able to be here and work for them and and help get teams down there and do things and have that mentoring program and have people that come in there that know that have those skills that I don't have, like William, and teach my boys. A skill, and at the same time, teaching them about Jesus. Because I can tell you right now, you can go down there and try to whack them on the head and tell them about Jesus, and they're just not going to respond. But if you use the back door on them and show them love, Christian love in action, they'll come closer to knowing Jesus that way by your actions. By your actions, Jimmy. That one hour you sat under that mango tree made all the difference in Chinito's life. He tells us about it all the time. I don't know how we're going to do it. I don't know the people that he's going to put in our path, but I'm waiting. But we feel like that we could have a place down there where teams could come from all over the United States and get that same feeling that some of these folks that are sitting out here, whether you went or you sent somebody, And we need to get Valorio and Rosa who have the love for their own people to be our missionaries. We need to build that clinic. We need to build that church inside that compound. We need to have young boys that need a chance because like Juan Luis said, God gave me my chance. Now he's down there right now working to try to give all these other young men a chance. Because all it took is just somebody to say, I'll go. I'll go hold their hand for a little while. I'll go hug them. Makes a difference. God has opened up the door for us to be able at some point. What we plan to do is to try to purchase land there and build a compound that will have a clinic, that will have a preschool, it will have a church, it will have dormitories for and a technical school for these young men to be able to work, have a trade, somebody to be able to disciple them and teach them how to be with their families, teach, show them how to live um, loving relationships. Um, so we just feel like God has called us to do this. So you guys will be hearing more about this in the near future. We would love for you to be a part of it. We expect you to be a part of it. Nancy, you still have to come and watch the ball game with Juan Luis. Juan Luis loves Nancy. And so like every year they try to schedule a trip around where they can do the, na- the national championships with the basketball because she likes one team, he likes the other, and they go back and forth. But God has called us to do this. He called us to do it five years ago. And we left everything we had and we went. He's calling us to do it again. So in three years, folks, we're going back. Well, we're not waiting for three years to go back. We're going to get it started now. We need to get it started now. And that's the message. I feel like that's what He's called many of us to do. And I know there's a bunch of young college-age kids that are just chomping at the bit waiting for their opportunity to go stay an entire summer and experience what God has out there for them. I want to commend your church for the missions that you have. 
um, and encourage you to get involved in one of those missions, to get involved because it makes such a difference in your life. God bless you all. We love you. Thank you so much for your support. And keep us in your prayers because we're headed back. Well, I think you heard uh, the passion in their voices and their desire to go and to continue to serve the Lord there. And uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to preach for 30 minutes. I expected an amen on that one or applause or something. Uh, my wife said it, of course. The expression is, uh, home is where the heart is. And if that expression is true, then I got to tell you, for John and Donna, as much as they love the United States of America, as much as they love Georgia, this really isn't home. And if there's one thing that I've learned from them is that we need to have a perspective change in exactly what we're doing here. When you view yourself, when you view your life, you probably view it through a certain lens. And for some of us, it's our job, it's, it's our career. You know, for me, I'm a pastor. For Nancy, she's a teacher. But for some of you, you may be nurses or you may be servers in a restaurant or you may own your own business. Or, and you kind of view yourself through that lens. And, and maybe if it's not that lens, maybe it's the lens of relationships as you look at, at, at where you are in life. I'm a, a, a father, a, a husband, a, you're a mother, you're a, a daughter, you're a wife, you're a grandparent, you're a grandchild, and you view yourself through those relationships. When Jesus... Uh, came walking along the seashore of, of Sea of Galilee, and there Peter and Andrew were there having fished all night. He comes up to them and, and he says, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. What he was doing, he was challenging them to see themselves completely differently than they'd ever seen themselves before because they saw themselves as fishermen. They were fishermen. They would be out on the Sea of Galilee. They would fish until they could fish no more. This would be their life. It would be who they were. They would have relationships. They would be husbands and they would be fathers and they would be grandfathers perhaps. But that, that is it. That was their lens. That was their perspective. That is how they saw themselves. And Jesus came and he says, I want to give you an entire new way to see your life. I want to give you an entire new way to see yourself. First and foremost, you follow me. That, that's number one. You are a missionary, first and foremost. Now, you may have other relationships and you may have other things that you do with your life, but first and foremost, you're mine. And for some of you today, that needs to be your perspective. God needs to come and kind of, kind of shake, shake you up a little bit. Because you are tied up in all these other things and you do have these relationships and you do have this, this job, but what are you working for? Is it a check? Are you working for the weekend? Are you working just to, to, to retire and, and take it easy? What are you working for? What are you living for? What's life for? I mean, is your life all bound up and wound up in your kids and your grandkids and that's, that's it? 
Maybe Jesus has walked by this morning and He said, follow me and I'll make you fill in the blank. But whatever that is, it has to do with being on mission with Him and for Him. And that doesn't mean you're in a you're standing on a platform on a Sunday morning. It just means that you are intentionally and consciously aware every moment of every day that I am not here for me. That I am here to honor Him and to serve others and share the good news of Jesus Christ. That is my primary role. And so when I go to work, on Monday morning, when I punch in on that time clock or when I sit down at my desk, wherever it is that I go and whatever it is that I do, whatever my career is, that's just my clever disguise. Because in reality, I am a follower of Jesus Christ. That takes precedence over everything, every relationship, Every obligation, that's who I am. If we'd have time, I'd, I'd take a microphone and I'd go around to some of you who've been on the Dominican Republic trips and I'd just ask you, what is it that makes you go? But since I don't have time, you're going to have to listen to just a couple of minutes for me letting you know why I go. Because I don't go simply because I love lugging around concrete blocks. Yeah, I'm sorry. I have no idea, and I've only been for seven years or six years so far. I have no idea how many concrete blocks I have lifted and passed to someone else. I can't tell you how much fun the cramped bus rides across a country are. It's hot there. Yes, there are beaches, but we're not on the beach. But we are wet, because it's hot. Why do I go? My home has air conditioning. I, I have a lazy boy. I have a TV, and most of the time the power is within reach so that I can change the channel. I have, I can go to the sink and get water, even in Union Point. You can do that. I have every convenience and every luxury that I might want here. Why do I go? I wrote a short list and then I'm going to wrap up. I go because I'm able to make a tangible difference in Jesus' name. And I can do that here, right? So that can't be the only reason I go. I go because I have brothers and sisters with whom I can't help but reconnect. When you hear a Dominican young man grab you and hold you and weep on your shoulder, and call you daddy. Not in English. 
You don't walk away from that. When you get that rare occasion to stand chest deep in the ocean with a big burly guy named Roberto who speaks zero English and I speak zero Spanish and somehow stand there in that warm water having worked on his house, having invested yourself, having worked beside him and to carry on literally... He and I carried on a conversation with bits and pieces of English and Spanish and sign language and Latin. I don't know. But we were able to... And where's Steve Steve Hagen? Where are you? Steve in here? I see Steve. Okay. Uh, Steve's our FCA guy. He had a table out here. Steve is University of North Carolina guy. We have people in the Dominican public right now who are pulling for the, for the University of North Carolina and the NCAA basketball tournament. Tell me I haven't made a difference. <laughs> I go to get me out of my comfort zone because it's so easy to live in my comfort zone. I go because I sense God's calling on my life. I go quite honestly, to set an example for you. You don't need a pastor who just talks about missions. You need one who goes. And I go because people matter. and Jesus saves. In Greene County, in the Dominican Republic, in some jungle in India, wherever it matters, wherever it is, People matter. Jesus saves. Challenge before us is to respond to the call. And quite honestly, Jesus calls some away. But Jesus calls others to stay. Either way, it's a call. Either way, you're still a missionary. And my prayer, my hope for this body of believers is that God would radically change the lens in our lives so that when we got up in the morning and our feet hit the floor, that we would know that this day, I am on mission with God and for God. That I have been entrusted as a carrier of the gospel of Jesus Christ. That I am salt and I am light, not because of my goodness, not because of my wisdom, not because of my knowledge, but simply because I am His. For some of you, you may need to step up and step out today and and just say, you know what, I've really never viewed it like that. I always thought this Christianity thing was a place that you come for an hour or so on Sunday morning and, and getting your name on a church roll somewhere, but I never really understood until today 
until I heard John and Donna speak, until I, 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 I heard that call that Jesus gave to Peter and Andrew, I never really understood that, that this was all my life, my everything. And if you may need to come today and say, I, I need Jesus. For others of you, it may simply be embracing a mission. For some, you may need a church home. For some, you may be saying, hey, put me on a plane and send me somewhere. i got to go. Maybe today you need to surrender to the call of missions in your life. Whatever it is. In a few moments, we're going to sing a last song and during that song, we're going to give you an opportunity to respond. You can come and pray if you've got a decision that you want to share with me. Please do that. If you're ready to take a step of faith and receive Christ as Savior, then do that. Whatever it is the Lord's calling you to do, this is your time. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank You so much that You continue to speak to us and continue to call us. It wasn't just a first century thing. It wasn't just a Sea of Galilee thing. But it's a here and now thing. And God, I pray for those that you're calling to faith. Lord, that you would draw them to yourself today, that they couldn't resist, that they would simply come running to you and find your arms open wide and your forgiveness through Jesus. Lord, for those who need a church home, a place to belong, Lord, if you're calling them to grace, then, then I pray that you just pull them, just tug them gently by your Spirit, that they might come and Unite with us that we might be a source of support and encouragement and accountability for them, a, a home. Lord, for others, you may, you may have a different challenge on their life. They may need to, they may need to simply come today and, and to kneel and say, God, give me a fresh start and forgive me for making my mission so small, for seeing myself only in in regard to my relationships or my work or where I am in life, my stage in life. Lord, make me a missionary right here in my community, to my neighbors, to my fellow workers, to my fellow students. Lord, change our perspective today. For this is our prayer in Jesus' name.